Immigration set a new record in Q1. So the application is moving forward. Yes. Maybe down. down. But for Q1 of this year, Canada welcomed nearly 150,000 new permanent residents in the first quarter of the year, a record by a substantial margin. I remember there, like we made a post like this that was shared and some people were like, oh, you're being hard on immigrants. Like, no, like what well, we are addressing a thing that like if our economy doesn't grow at the same pace and part of that is if we don't empower these new to country people to thrive and, you know, set them up with housing and respect their professional credentials and bring them into the workforce here at a level that is reflective of their abilities and their education and their training, then we're basically just adding a bunch more people with no when, economic when, when growth. I broke, I had rich habits, uh. When I was broke, I had rich habits, uh. I mean, it's going to be a complete disaster for the next two years. This, this, the fire, the fire, but the replica, like the trickle down from this fire is going to be two years of just, it's going to be horrible. I mean, there's 150 families, they think kind of that are going to be displaced from their home. So those people now have to enter the rental market for the time being. Yeah. We've talked before about this missing middle. Like we don't build three bedrooms or four bedroom apartments. They just don't exist. Right. So, and that's arguably like the thing most needed right now is three bedroom rentals, like family rentals. So they don't exist. So those people are not going to be able to find them. Did Marchand, I I shouldn't quote them, but I think I saw an article of them being like, we have two homes that are finished. Well, this is just it. So, so right now they have to find these rentals, which they can't find. They they literally don't exist. It's not a matter of they can't find them. They they don't exist. So you've got 150 homes burned down. Hmm. How long is it going to take for the insurance company to get through those? 50 more damaged. Yeah. Say, say best case scenario, the insurance companies get through these in six months. Probably not going to happen, but say... What do you get through them? Like the claims? Like get, get, like, get the claims, say, okay, here's the path forward. Yeah. Maybe six months. Yeah. Seems optimistic, but say That's, they get yeah. a, a path forward in, in six months. Yep. Who is going to build the homes? Because Marchand, Raymar, Provident, ATN, all these big builders, they're already building their homes. And they're at max no disrespect capacity. to them, they like to build the exact same home over and over and over again. It's easy. It's quick. Oh, yeah, it's a clear have to be custom site. effectively. Yeah, they're gonna be like, okay, we got to go and do this nineteen uh, seventies uh, sprawling bungalow um, <laughs> with a side split over here and an addition off the bat. Like this is terrible, but a fortunate part is I'd say seventy percent of them were new within the last ten years. No, they're not that new. Like Heritage Hills, not air is not that new. Really? They're well, Heritage that. that's like that's closer to Hammond's Plains. No, road. that's Tantown, like a. Uh, Upper Tantalon, just past, like, you know, when you go in, you can turn, like, right to Stillwater Lake and kind of go left up towards... Oh, okay, so the, the back part's all new. There's some parts in the back, but, like, a lot of that neighborhood is, I don't know, like, 25-ish, somewhere around oh, there. Really? And then Stillwater is, I think Stillwater has been, like, the 80s. Like, so all these builders who can't even build up enough of, like, their own floor plans now have to build these custom design stuff while dealing with insurance companies. And yeah, the pay is going to be good because the insurance company puts the bill, They'll but pay like, anything they can't find the people. Like they're just not going to get built. Well, do they pay anything or do they only give you coverage for the amount that your home is insured for, which I think will be another really touchy subject because a lot of oh, people's yeah. homes have been insured for like 300 K because it was yep. worth 400 for the last 12 yep. years. And then in the last three years, it went from 400 to 800 There's and the s- build cost is going to be 700. It's sad that a lot of people are going to realize that they were covered for like basically the amount of their mortgage and not for the replacement cost. And whether that was done because they answered a question that way, they say, hey, I just want coverage for my, and it's, you know, it's been fine to do that for yep. literally 10 years. But now like they're going to realize that the replacement cost is going to be somewhere around almost $300 a square foot. Right. When you count, like probably having to replace probably, one. Septic, not more. Right. So someone had this 2,500 square foot home. That's going to, the rebuild on, it's going to be 
five, six, well, that would be like seven, eight hundred grand. Yeah. yeah, and whether or not they had that amount of coverage, like it's going to be a disaster. Um, and so, what That's are they going to do? Like, are they? I guess they take the money and then they go try to buy a house. What were they going to do in the interim? Like, all of the hotels are full for tourists and shelters. Um, so it's a cluster, man. And, and on, on top of everything that's just super sad and horrific about it, and obviously things could be worse, knock on wood so far, there's no lost life. Yeah, so there's no lost lives, which is like a huge, <laughs> huge win. And yeah. I don't know if I've seen anything about pets and stuff, but... Ugh, a lot of sad stories probably going to come out about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw that they re they allowed people to go back to their homes and... Yeah, McCabe, some, of them, some of them have McCabe started going like, back. McCabe, I think. I think some areas of Stillwater, you might be able to go back now. Um, Anyways, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a terrible thing. God bless all the families that are dealing with it. And uh, I've mentioned on there before, but if anybody needs a spot, let me know. I did get a call. I have one furnished house, but it's not going to be ready for about a month. Jason um, was trying to get a hold of you. Yeah, we, yeah. we spoke. Okay. Um, but it's, it's, in a, it's in Dartmouth, which is like he said that family needs to stay close to the school. That was the other problem. So yeah. um, it's not going to be available. And my Airbnbs in Bedford obviously got shut down. Um, so I don't have those anymore. And so they would have actually probably handled a few of the, maybe some couples and stuff. Some irony uh, to that. Yeah. So anyways, it's a, it's a terrible thing. If you're not from Nova Scotia, you didn't see what was going on. It's, uh, I don't know how many hectares it was. Was it 900 hectares? I don't know. Because hectares, this, I one, funny, but. Uh, this one and the Shelburne one, I, I, I Get, get the numbers confused, so I don't want to... The Shelburne one is absolutely a, massive, but it's fortunately a much less populated area that it's, it's going through. Yeah. Um, but it's like five times the size of the one in Halifax, I think, if not bigger. And then the one in Halifax is ripping through like a semi-rural type neighborhood. Um, and there's a bunch of issues where we just never have had fires of this size, really. So we didn't have the infrastructure to handle it, including like the pumpage watt for water. Like mm-hmm. we didn't have fire hydrants in place that could, uh, I think, pump the trucks full fast enough. Um, but fingers crossed, it seems like they're kind of turning, seems like they're turning the page and it's supposed yeah, to rain, rain this weekend. So hopefully that, uh, starts to really cool it off and then they can get it under yeah. wraps. Hopefully by the time this episode drops or it'll They've be got it cleaned up at that point and under control. Um, yeah, well, you know, we haven't done a, an update in a while. Um, what's going on on a less sad note? Uh, what's Market's going on? Humming. Market is humming. I find the market's still a little bit fickle. Like stuff under five fifty here is full crazy. Um, you know, stuff six fifty to nine is kind of slower than stuff north of a million is humming. Like, yeah, it's it's the it's big, interesting. The big transactions sure. are flying. Um, I don't know. I I well, we've got a lot of interesting stuff. Like we're doing this thing now where I'm not going to tell you anything in advance. You're not going to tell me anything. Yeah, you we have, a, talk we have advanced, a strict no conversation policy when we walk in the studio now. Um, and we did a pretty good job. Yeah, that was the best we've ever done. The boys here kind of brought something up that I thought was really interesting, um, you know, and, and falls in line with our conspiracy theory type stuff. But <laughs> I saw some stuff about population, like intended population targets. Um, and one of them, so by 2100, the population goal for Toronto, what do you think it is? By 2100? Yeah. So just for Toronto? or that just, just for Toronto. What is it now? Six million? Uh, I mean, it sounds about right. There's 40 million it's people in Canada. So probably million or yeah. something like that. So, so where are we at now? 20, oh God, 2100 is a long way. I feel like, isn't that just like the end of the world and everything population target yeah. zero? <laughs> um, uh, 22 million. No, it's 33 million. That's disgusting. Isn't that like... That's almost the population of Canada they hope to have in Toronto by uh, who, who's, 2100. Who, who, who hopes this? I'm trying to remember where, um, where I saw these population possible? targets, but 
Think of how nuts that would be. Like that's a lot of that's a lot of people, man. Definitely want to buy a condo downtown now. But then on the flip side, I'm also I'm not gonna be alive by 2100. (laughs) Well, but there's also this whole. (laughs) That's when it's real Neil's time to shine. Like, it's it's like well, what's what's the end goal? I mean, we're we're, we've talked about this before. People are battling. Areas are battling for people. I saw a similar post that Q1 of this year, and we talked about this, how applications were down, or we're mm-hmm. talking about immigrant mm-hmm. applications were down. Try this on for size. Oh, no. They come back. Immigration set a new record in Q1. So the applications moving forward. Yes. Maybe down. down. But for Q1 of this year, Canada welcomed nearly 150,000 new permanent residents in the first quarter of the year, a record by a substantial margin. By comparison, the previous record was, you guessed it, last year at under 120,000. And so now we just almost hit 150,000 for this year. It's 25% more. Yeah. So I what? remember there, like we made a post like this that was shared and some people were like, like, oh, you're being hard on immigrants. Like, no, like what well, we are addressing a thing that like if our economy doesn't grow at the same pace and part of that is if we don't empower these new to country people to thrive and, you know, set them up with housing and respect their professional credentials and bring them into the workforce here at a la- at a level that is, um, reflective of their abilities and their education and their training, then we're basically just adding a bunch more people um, with no economic growth. So my argument was per capita, we are getting cheap, getting um, you know poor. And right now our GDP is not going to be flying to the moon or anything because we're having this economic slowdown, but we're bringing in these people. And again, these are PRs, right? Like these aren't like you know people stopping through uh, on like to, to come for school. It's 150,000 new permanent residents in just the first quarter, which means... Presumably, we're on pace for around six hundred thousand for the year, um, and our population is only around forty. So, like, that's a big chunk of our population. One point five percent. I feel like it was one percent last year, which was yeah. a lot. Yeah. So, to do so, another one point five percent this year is disgusting. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and a lot of those would go to Toronto, so they're well on their way to that goal. I've been chatting with a few guys, but like, again, there needs to be a focus on trades. Like, they're just I don't like that's the only thing I just don't get it. I don't understand at all. Like, why is there not a major focus on educating people for trades? So we push everyone into university, which is great. We don't have enough jobs to feed those people. Hence why we say we lose a lot of our top talent to other countries because we don't have huge sectors that pay big bills. Um, and then we have no construction industry. Like, it's brutal. Like, I I think what today. I'm begging people to come work on the house. And I'm like, they're all strapped. I Like, the builder that was working yeah. on me, he's like, and I'm basically squeezing you in for two weeks. And that's all I have. After that, I have to go back because I'm like 10 houses behind on the build. And well, like heat pump guys, again, I'm booking out six weeks. And flooring guy, I'm booking out two months. And I'm like, yeah. every single person you call is booked for months and months and months. And I'm like, this is insane. Like, and it's tricky, though, because on paper, if you're like, all right, we're going to bring folks over here. Oftentimes, you're like, all right, we want to bring people over who are university educated. And, you know, they have a career oh. path. And, and but... You're right. We don't we need any more of that. We don't need. We, we kind of need a bunch of tradespeople. Um, and again, if those that are a higher, maybe like a, a specialty or a science background or a doctor or an engineer, or whatever, let's at least honor their credentials somehow. Like there's no point letting them in be like, oh yeah, we can't really take your credentials here. It's like, well then why did, why did you come? Kind they need like, like expedited trade schools or something. Totally. They need to be like, you can get your PR in six weeks yeah. if, you, if you enroll at NSCC and complete your trade or something. Like, I don't even know what it would be. Like, just something that, like, 
you can keep the immigration flowing and then it also incentivizes them to go into the into the trades industry it's as i mean the states is a little bit messy with it but i mean i just came back from arizona for two weeks and their cost of construction is a fraction of ours and it's pretty much all other immigrants that's where they start they yeah, start by in doing trades. in trades yeah. and then work their way up from there uh, i'm not saying that they necessarily all have to do that or that's like the way it should be but it seems like an opportunity that we can utilize and i think there's a lot of people in these yeah. other countries that also aren't fortunate enough to get an education that would love to yeah to be like, okay I, I come over here i get a free education at a trade school and i've got pretty much a guaranteed job it's not you know maybe a, a forever career but yeah, know. for the first 10 years that I'm here, five, 10 years I'm here, there's really people throwing jobs at me constantly and I'm I'm slammed versus, like you said, you come over here as a doctor, you're educated out to the tilt and they're like, you can't work. Yeah. And yeah. so like I, you, my Uber, every time I get an Uber, they're like, yeah, I'm a doctor from Egypt. And I'm like, and now you drive Uber part time? And they're like, nope, full time. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, this, it doesn't seem to make sense. Like, it seems like we're, we're, <clears throat> we're not doing it right for lack of a better term. But I mean, from real estate perspective, a lot of people coming, and those are PRs, which yeah, means like they can yeah. buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I know yeah. Neil always thinks the market's going down, but like, what's that mean? The reason, the reason I'm still on the market going down is just the cost, man. The cost, the cost, the cost. Like that Killam presentation, Phil Fraser, he had a great presentation. I loved it. He kind of went through everything that they did when they started Killam. Their average per door cost, I think, on their first thousand doors. I wish Phil would listen to this and verify, but their average, what do you think their average per door when cost buying? for Killam Reet was on their first thousand apartments? 40. It was like, it was under 60. It was like 56 yeah. a door or yeah. something for the first I thousand I units. I remember when they first started. Now they, yeah. they opened up in the early 2000s. So that makes sense. Oh, man, it used to be like you were gobbling stuff up at 60 door, 60 door. Mm-hmm. And it was like 90 doors. Like, I can't believe they want 90 door for this. We'll <laughs> negotiate them down to like 77. So then he had, a, he had a chart up as well of, did I tell you about this? He had a chart up of his construction costs. Oh, so yeah. he had his per door cost when he was buying. He had the rent cost going. He had like the taxes, all the other things. He had charts for all of them. And then he put up the cost for construction. And really, they only started building, I think, in around 2010 range, 2012 or something. Uh, and so for 2012 to about 2019, 2020, so for about 10 years, he had it, it fluctuated between like a buck 85 to like 220, depending mm-hmm. on if it was here or Ottawa or wherever they were building. Um, and then COVID hit. And it just immediately went 220. 300, 280, 390. And then the most recent building that they're finishing, what do you think the most recent per door cost was to finish a building, brand new build? It was like maybe 15 or 18 stories in Ottawa, but not hard of downtown, just like in a, in a neighborhood, like a Coal Harbor area. Four and a quarter. 571. 571. So for anyone listening, $571,000 per unit is what they averaged in cost to build this building. And all you guys listening know how and mortgages you, work out. A $571,000 unit. Yeah, the mortgage on that's going to be but still. Yeah. three and a half K a month. Yeah. Like is what they need for rent to even. And does that not include land? I think that included land. So okay. that probably okay. actually okay. helped the, inf- like cause yeah. a lot of the inflation as well. But still that that's astronomical. The, the, the land and, didn't yeah. go from, make it go from 250 to 600. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, yeah. and so he was just talking about that. And he said the one, the biggest, one of the biggest things that grew in that time frame was, uh, taxes and permitting and regulation costs. He said that contributed to a direct contribution of 30 to 35% of that 571 was simply in taxes and, and like fees and permitting. We said that here before. And again, like if you think <clears throat> that the government actually wants affordable housing, like you're pretty naive. That right? They don't me, make money off of affordable housing. That to me is why I'm like, something has to change. 
uh, mixture of trades need to come in, into play. And like, they're not going to keep building. Like, Kilim's not going to finish this, then rent it up and be like, oh, we make no money. Yeah. And again, the markets for rent is insane. But if they have to rent it three and a half K, there's going to be a the, people just it. can't rent it. There'll yeah, be 10 yeah. people outside, like, man, I need a two bedroom. And they're like, well, they're 3,500. Like, I, I can't do 3,500. Yeah, I literally don't have the money in my account to make it happen. I know. Yeah. So I'm like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, what point does that give? And that, that's where I'm like, something, something's got to go. Um, and then there's the commercial real estate sector, which I think, I mean, everyone's seeing it in the news now. Every bank is like super scary, the commercial real estate sector, because especially in the States, 70% yeah, of the loans in the commercial world are coming up for renewal in the next 18 months. And mm. most of it, not most, but a lot of it is struggling as it is. Uh, and so when these renewals come up and they have a ton of vacancies, it's not going to do well, right? Now, commercial, I'm saying like predominantly office. Uh, yeah. Retail is okay, but not not great. And then industrial is is piping along, which makes sense because the construction industry is killing it. And so is the shipping industry of shipping to people's homes. And uh, the way that we shop now has changed, right? So probably a lot of the value in retail has now shifted over to the industrial side of things. Um, but anyways, that's why Neil's pessimistic, but I still think if you, if you, if you're on a residential scale, if you're looking at your home or duplex, if you, if you buy well and, and you follow the principles that we've talked about before your investment's safe. And even if it goes down for a little bit, it's like anything, if you're able to float it through this period, continue to, cause it'll, it'll come back. If we're going to hundred million, if Toronto's going to 33 million, like it's going to come back because people need places to, to go and, and just natural inflation is going to cause um, cause prices to go up, right? So, um, on that note, speaking of the same uh, same concept, and don't mind me on my phone if you're watching on video. I just I now put all my articles on my phone instead of printing them out. S- same here. I've got Save something I was looking for that. I, okay, I, all right. You want to hit me with that first? I'm on. A, I have another pessimistic <laughs> note, so I'll, I'll I'll hold that. Hit so, me. um, where do you think? I saw this on. Uh, I'm going to mess up Daniel's last name. Actually, I'm going to give a positive Daniel note before, before you go into this. Last name, but okay, give me some positive. And I want to spin all, all my pessimism is filled with optimism because this means there's going to be opportunities okay. to get into the market. You look at like the people who did the best in real estate in the last 10, 15 years made a lot of their moves and acquisitions in the 2008, 2009, 2010, sure. and then 2012 to 2014 was also pretty slow and there was some down, yeah, uh, downward in prices something here and, there, and yeah. there were scoops there. The people who did the best made the most money then. So, you shouldn't be sad. You should be yeah. excited to be like, this is going to be a hard time, but if I can get through it, the next best opportunity is about to arise. The last two, three years were not the best opportunity. They were the most exciting, but they were not necessarily the best. The best is to come. What do you hit me with? What city was the most search city on realtor.ca in Q1 of this year? Moncton. What? Moncton? No. Halifax. No. Son of a... Um, can I have a hint? Are they French? Are they well, English? I think it, I think it could be something. They're, they're very English. Uh, I think it just could be telling about um, Calgary. Yes, Calgary. The 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 province will be pumped. If, I'm sure they already know that, but they're running all the ads. Have you not heard the ads on the on the radio? They're like, where can you make racks of money, and where are there no taxes? Where is the promised land? And then you're like. Visit Alberta. Yeah. So over 4% of searches on realtor.ca in quarter one were in Calgary. Right. Mm-hmm. So think of all the other cities, like none of them, you know, yeah, obviously Toronto's got a lot of traffic, right? Just from a lot of people, Vancouver, same deal. Yeah. Um, Moncton doing great. We're doing great. But Calgary was leading it. And in the top five was also Edmonton. 
So no way. this is an area that if you've gone through some of the other things that we've talked about, isn't necessarily an area to invest in terms of potential lift, in terms of cash flow, in terms of, you know, building a rental portfolio. There's some definite options there, but it's not going at the pace of some other areas. So if you're putting your money, it wouldn't necessarily be investor money. So who's searching there and why? People well, who, go ahead. Yeah, this, this whole question of you're, you're like, people aren't going to be able to afford it. People aren't going to be able to afford it. People aren't going to be able to afford it. I had a couple of people recently ask me, they're like, what is going to stop this? They're like, how are these rents going to stop going up here? We're talking here in, in Halifax because they just keep going. They keep going. They keep going. And, you know, everyone has, uh, is of the same mind as you. Like, it's got to stop at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they keep bringing more people here, it's just going to keep going, going, going. So, like, I've been asked, what is going to make it stop? And what's going to make it stop is we're going to have the same thing that we had when I graduated university. So I graduated university around 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. whatever. A good amount of my peers, I want to say 50% of my peers mm-hmm. left the province right away. Yeah, same. They just left the province. They went right out to Alberta. Same. And it's only been in the last five years that they've all kind of started to come back. Yeah. Right? So they were gone, call it from maybe around like, 2007 until 2015, they were kind of gone out there. Yeah. And they slowly started coming back. During that period of time, rent was cheap. Like you could get an apartment, man. Mm-hmm. I remember I started being a landlord in 2009, 2010. And it was like, you know, you were just like really hoping the tenant liked you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you felt it was a really good unit. You, you know, spiffed it up. You were updating the ad every single day, mm-hmm. following up with people, you know, maybe offering them half of the first month free if they mm-hmm. were a really good applicant. All of these things, but the reason was no one was coming here from other provinces. No one was coming here from other countries, and a lot of the young people were leaving and going to Alberta. Yep. So what could happen to slow down rents? Well, that could happen again. We could have this mass exodus of people. And why I think we're headed for it is because, say you just immigrated here to Nova Scotia. Yep. Your situation, as we just talked about a moment ago, is is dire. Like you cannot find a place to live. You cannot find Literally. a job that is worthy of your time. Yeah. All these things. That is about to get worse. Yeah. Uh, because 150 uh, families just entered the rental market. So if you are new to country with your family, staying in a hotel, trying to get a longer term rental, well, congratulations. You are now competing with a displaced family from a fire. Mm-hmm. Who do you think the landlord is going to rent to first? Probably the sob story over here. They both have sob stories, but my gosh, it just got that much harder to yep. rent a home for your family. So you're probably not going to stick around Nova Scotia. Yep. Whether you go back, um, you know, to, if you go back to another country or if you go to elsewhere in Canada, I don't really know, but chances are you're not staying here. Mm-hmm. Additionally, I think the word is out. It's going to continue to get out and less people are going to come here. But also if you're just a local here, and I see this all the time because young buyers like trying to get started. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, like I'm doing it. Like I'm busting my butt. I've got a really good job. And you know, maybe there's two of us. Maybe I've got a partner. Maybe we're not together. Maybe I'm, I'm single. I'm solo, man. But the competition out there and how much I have to pay and my take home income is not good. My after tax income is trash. Yeah. So it's like, or I can go to Alberta, have a higher after tax income. Yep. Significantly and have a lower or comparable price of living. I mean, definitely lower realistically. Um, yeah, you we, know, we had all the charts. It was so lower cost of living. The, the you people, make more money. There will be that tax. exodus again. Like, I would feel terrible for someone. It's, like, a, it's happening now. It's this, happening now. And the, the, the other thing, though, like, again, when you're in Alberta, this is the part that blew my mind, though, is Alberta pays more and all, all that. 
well, this, this shouldn't blow my mind because we understand that most of the costing in housing is taxes, but their housing's cheaper and they build things for cheaper. Yeah. But the average person out there is making a higher hourly wage that's in construction. So the guys mm. are getting paid more money. Taxes. And, and, and then the HST. houses are cheaper and they're building them way faster. Yeah. Well, they don't have HST. Yeah. It's, it's absolute insanity. Like, yeah. anyways, and the other thing for me for Alberta, like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fanboy. Like, mountains are out there. You're a couple hours in the mountains. Literally, half the city of Calgary, you look out and you can see the ridgeline of the mountains and you can mountain bike, you can ski. The only thing, the only thing I will say is they don't have the ocean and they don't have, yeah. the, they don't have as readily available lakes. But if, if you can get Honestly, past man, that, that, that doesn't matter to people who are just trying to pay their bills. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I was going like, to say, I, I lived here for a lot of years. I didn't spend any time on the ocean yeah. or on the lakes. Um, so no, I, I, I think you're right. I don't know if it will be a big enough mass exodus that it's going to actually impact things though. Cause we are so, we're so pretty flooded. Yeah. It would flooded. take a while, but Man, like you lose a couple generations of workers to out west, you notice it in a few years. It happens, yeah. right? Yeah. So, what brought people back? What brought people back? Um, oof, that's a really good question. There I was think, a bit of a slowdown at that time frame. Yeah, I, I think um, some of it was demographic. Like, I think a lot of people went out there, got really settled in their careers, and then could actually cash in on their home sale out there yeah. and come back here and. and live pretty well. Like at that time, there was that gap in pricing. We're like, okay, I'm going to sell my home in Toronto. I'm going to sell my home in Calgary. I'm going to pocket $500,000 and I can come back here and almost buy a a, a property in cash. And in addition to that, I now have a kid. You know, I want to be closer to my in-laws and I'm high enough in my career that I can kind of cherry pick a job because Halifax started to boom. So it's like, okay, now there are jobs back there that are comparable and I'm experienced enough. I'm high enough in my corp that I can kind of you know, yeah. place myself back with a good job. And um, so it was kind of a, a perfect storm. It brought people back at the same time as we were bringing a bunch of people in. And um, it doesn't seem like we're going to slow that down. So I just don't know. It's funny. I was just at a guy, I just, from right before I came here, I was at a, a guy's apartment and I'm subleasing his apartment here downtown. And uh, he's moving out west. Yeah. Just I more, more money, better lifestyle. I used to have tenants and clients who'd be like, yeah, no, I'm gone for th- four weeks and then I'll be back. And then, you know, be here for a bit like, oh, actually, I just took another posting. I'm going to be gone for like nine weeks and then we'll resume. And I haven't had that in years. Not in yeah. a client, not in a tenant for, for years. Yeah. I guarantee you in the next six months, someone's going to say, oh, you know, I'm actually going out west uh, to work for a little bit. Uh, then I'll be back afterwards. And what sucks is they're probably going to be tradespeople that do it too. Which like, we need desperately. We need them here. Desperately. Right? We need everyone here. But um, yeah, so Calgary, number one searched city in the country for Q1. Calgary is dope. You're making me want to go. What do you got? Well, now back to the dreariness. I mean, I guess that's not even necessarily the most positive yeah. if, you're, if you're local to Atlantic. But uh, CBC News article, more than half of GTA condo investors losing money on their properties. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically what's saying is that... Tip your landlord? <laughs> no, this is a more somber. It's just saying... 52% of condo owners, condo investor owners in Toronto are losing money on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. And it's expected that's going to get worse. Like expenses continue to rise. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rates aren't coming down anytime soon. Rates aren't coming down. And people, same thing, when they're locked in, they're locked in, so they can't really do anything to their rent. Like this is where I go back to my idea of like what's to come here. Like some well, of these people are going to be like, why? I am tired of floating this. And... With rates being where they're at, price increases and price growth is not taking place anymore. This is also why during these times and of higher interest, 
all that gets built is the condos because like as the builder, it only makes sense if you can build a condo and sell it so that the other people kind of eat that loss and finance the construction of the building. Yep. If you're going to try to build the building for yourself and keep it, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So why would you even build that building? Um, and everyone always clamors. They're like, oh, first of all, a lot of people that clamor online don't seem to know the difference between a condo building and an apartment. Like some building goes up like, oh yeah, more luxury condos. That's exactly what the city needs. <laughs> Where's the affordable housing? Blah, blah, blah. Well, one, it's an apartment building, not a condo. It's like building um, houses. But increasingly, it's going to be more condos because well, if, it you're, if, make you're, any sense. if you're an apartment builder, it, it's hard to, to make it make sense unless you've got a big amount of cash. Um, and in order to fill all the need, you can't just have the major players building stuff. You need a lot of small people building stuff too. You need these infill buildings. You need it all. And at these rates, it's kind of hard. But if you make it a condo, then you can actually sell them for more. But those individuals are going to kind of eat the loss individually that a corporation, a corporate landlord wouldn't do. Similar to what we just talked about with what Killam was experiencing with the building that they're finishing right now. They built these units for 600 grand. So they need three grand a month, 3,500 a month to float them, mm-hmm. which you're not going to get. Or they can sell a two bedroom, two bath condo for 800 grand and they can pocket $200,000 immediately. Yeah. Uh, and again, the long-term rent in- income is great and should technically be worth more. But if you can't float it for the first 10 years, yeah, what, what, where's the business model? Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's, it's, I think Halifax is about to switch. I think we're about to turn a page. Uh, with all the rent controls and everything, and it's going to be less and less apartments and more and more condos. I think we're going to go through another, potentially another year or two of price growth on the peninsula, and then you're going to see condos go. But we're starting to get to that point where, like, some of these neighborhoods close to the downtown, like, basically, if you want a decent house, it's a million bucks, mm-hmm. right? So I think once mm-hmm. that starts yep. to cost a million, quarter million and a half, you're going to start seeing condos make a lot more sense because people are like, well, like, I don't have a million and a half dollars to buy a house, but I want to be in this area, so I'm going to pay 650000 for a condo. Yeah. yeah. And it's small though. It's gonna be it's gonna be eight hundred square feet. Yeah. But they're still like, well, it's it's a two bedroom, two bath, and it fits my living requirements, and I have the yeah. lifestyle and all these things. And I think we're right at that point where it's like, I think you're gonna see it change, and that's not gonna make the rental situation any easier. Um, no. But oh man, they make it very cool this downtown because a- condo buildings have a lot more incentive to make themselves nice because they're trying to be competitive, so they get really neat uh, amenities and usually more appealing visuals. Yeah. This is on a lighter note, uh, and I don't know what made me think, but I don't have the number here in front of me, um, and I wish I got it for Canada, but I saw it in the States, uh, NAR, which is the um, like the Realtor Association for the States, yeah, reported that the number of realtors actually like declined last for period. For the first time the in first history? Time in a long time. Really? Um, which is, that doesn't oh, surprise me at all, especially because the start of this year, the volume was just... It was low. Yeah. Dead. Like, yeah. it was just... We were coming off super high volume... And then it just came right down. Now, again, I think we're in a little blip temporarily. I think it's going to go back to a little bit slower. That's just me. Because, um, again, people can only afford to do so much. But I'm, I'm surprised by that. But not really. Not really. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about that. Like, it, it makes sense at some point. The other thing is, ultimately, when you have the, the rush of people who, who got it, there's going to be so many people that get in there. And even if they're doing fine, like they're making fine money, they're going to be like, I don't like this business. It's, it's like yeah. I did engineering yeah. and I did two co-op terms and I was like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's the same for a ton of people that get into this business. And I think the realtor game is a very fun, like funny one in the sense that like everyone has a totally different perception of what it is. Like when you're on the outside, you have a, such a different perception. And I don't think you get what it is until you're in. Like I, there's a TV show concept, like Selling Sunset. And that, that shit ain't that happening. Yeah. And then there's even just like, you're like, Oh, these people do nothing. They just write a contract and they get paid $20,000. That ain't it. 
And then there's also just like the idea of like, oh, there's no stress and you have no schedule. And it's like, well, that ain't it either. Yeah. Um, I think very few people come into it realizing like, like what it entails as I'm looking at you and you're just like, oh yeah. And I'm like aging (laughs) before your eyes and like, I meant to say like my hair looks messed today. I don't even know if it's messed right now, but it's been a long couple weeks, man. Like I need to comment on your, on your jacket coat thing as well, by the way. Do you really want to wear in that denim little outfit you want to comment on this? (laughs) Proceed with caution. It's a cute little shirt, isn't it? Uh, Yeah. I think my wife has the same one. Yeah, (laughs) It's stretchy. I, I believe you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, what? What's uh, on your What's on your left breast? I'm gonna start there. Oh, the, oh my God, man! Why did you guys what, give what, me a heads what? up? <laughs> my luck. There's no heads up here, bro. I, every time I watch a video back and I see myself, I'm like, damn it! Nobody said anything. I look like an absolute goon. I was thinking we should cut no the video idea. because we look like tools. Um, oh, and then the second thing I want to say is I had that exact same uh, fabric in a pair of shorts, like the identical. Oh, really? Yes, where's that from? I don't know. I feel like it's from either Zara or Topshop or something like that. Zara, maybe. That's because it's literally the identical, and it even yeah. looks like the same type of like. No one knows what these are. What do you think they are? I always thought they were palm trees. Palm trees. Someone's like, is that spiders on your shirt? Or they kind of look like a cheese string. Like, you know, when you peel maybe, the whole maybe, cheese maybe. string. <laughs> but anyway. Maybe, maybe mine is a little different because I, I never questioned it. It was always palm trees for me. But no yeah. one ever complimented my shorts, so maybe they were like, that, those guys, that guy's shorts look stupid. Oh, man. Perhaps, perhaps. Um, anyways, I have a few more articles. Do you have another yeah. article you want to hit me with? I mean, I don't have anything much more exciting other than, like, all these conflicting ideas. Of, like, all right, population way up. Um, but people looking to maybe move from here, why would they stay here? Like, there's, it's the definition of a, or, or the classic example of opposing forces and, frankly, not really knowing what side people are going to land on. Like, it's it's weird, man. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of getting a All little right. stressed out and a little uh, worried about the future, but also just seeing prices going up and up and up. Yeah, it's it, we're in a we're in a we're in a tight tight bind. I think something's going to have to happen. They're gonna, it's going to be a regulation change, or I don't even know. It's going to be some sort of incentive. And I say that at the same time, I think Toronto went through a similar period of craziness and has been, and kind of just stayed in that flux of craziness for. 20 years straight and i think vancouver went through a similar uh yeah. sort of yeah, thing Yeah, we're only so five years into it really we Don't talk like the yeah. craziness yeah so it, it might just sustain and, it, and this might be kind of like the canadian model is just to absolutely juice the heck out of each city on both coastlines in toronto uh which in some ways theory. gets me hyped up okay hit me with the theory. Theory. Hit me theory so what did you guys say was the population goal for canada the boys were saying 100 mil 100 mil is the population goal for canada by 2100 um, and for Toronto, I talked about that it was, would be 33 million for them. Yeah. All the countries are competing for people. Yeah. And there's a lot of economic reasons why you'd want to do that. Yeah. If you're being like, you know, puppet string, like roll back the curtain, what's really going on here? Yeah. Um, I think moving as many people as possible to a westernized capitalist society, like advantages people who are in that capitalist system. Yeah. But it also moves a lot of people out of other countries that might be like resource rich um, or like could start to have some leverage over world geopolitical, you know, influence, right? So if you move people to the Western world, you then have a better chance of continuing to exploit these other parts of the world because they're going to have smaller populations. Um, You're taking a lot of the human capital away. Um, You're increasingly like waging this culture war between you know, West and East and all these things. I don't know. I feel so like... So you're like, are you saying we're trying to make it a little nicer to 
capture the best of the best from those places? I think in addition to trying to bring the the best of human capital over to, you know, um, like our country being Canada, I think also if you are one of these Western countries that has a history of exploiting some of these other countries, basically evacuating them of people and human capital mm-hmm. um, serves two purposes. Like you can then continue to be more uh, optimistic in there. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm all, I'm all. Cause what, uh, what's going to happen? Like all the people can't just move from one area to another. Like the earth will literally tip off its axis. because <laughs> All the people are going to be in the Western hemisphere. Like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's an interesting point. Like who's going to live there? There's I mean, certain there's still demographic people that countries. go to the States and a certain demographic people that appreciate and stay in Canada. Yeah. But like people are going to just like those countries are going to start losing population. Like, you know, but those, those countries grow at such a crazy pace. Not so much anymore, man. Not so much anymore, but all right. That was my digression. You go ahead. No, that was a good thought. I like that. Um, this is just an interesting story. It's comes from fail blog. Um, and sounds, it sounds credible. Yeah, it's this is a very credible source, and it's a story from Reddit. Um, but it's real estate agent accidentally. So this s- is a blog quoting Reddit. This is a blog quoting a blog. I think okay. is what that would be. Okay. Um, two non one hundred percent verified sources, but it is a real estate agent accidentally sends tenant email meant for landlord with plans to price him out. Ooh. Yep. Not a great look. Um, but basically he. The I guess so. This is the place where realtors manage the, the units, um, and they sent a, a email to again who they expect to be the landlord, the person they're managing the apartment for, and they're like, "I think to play this smooth, you should offer to renew the lease, but with an exorbitant increase, go from from five hundred to nine fifty, and attribute it to the current rental market." Oh my god! And then follow up email. Disregard previous email. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the the tenant immediately took it to Reddit and absolutely got him roasted. Um, five hundred bucks though. It's pretty cheap rent. I was wondering. I was wondering where it was. I was like, that's a very cheap rent. Um, but basically, the other thing was the reason they were doing it is because they said this. They said the agent referred to the tenant in the email as high maintenance because he frequently requested that his AC unit be fixed, um, which was included in his rent, and that that shouldn't be much of an ask. I digged into it a bit further and like, I think the tenant was a little bit on this guy's case constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it was, but this was on the flip side, brutal to try and price him out. Um, well, I mean, but then there's the other thing of like <sighs> when the re- lease renewal is coming up, I, it should I be goes from like, is yeah. it a business is, or is it the goodness of your heart of just keeping it way below market? Yeah. I um, never quite understood how like someone could just, have the right to stay there. I, I just, I don't understand. I don't agree with it. It's not their property. I think you have to be protections and everyone has to sign a lease that strikes some sort of balance, but you shouldn't be able to stay somewhere forever. Um, actually, on that point, Nova Scotia extended their uh, the rent cap for another year. So it's going to be 5% next year and 5% the year following. Yeah, that, that's that's never going anywhere. It's interesting that they've made that announcement so far in advance. I don't really know why. Maybe... Just to um, avoid any conversation later on as it gets closer to renewal. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Just because right now no one's paying. When do they when do they make the announcement? I just heard it. I don't know, a week or so ago. Okay, like that, but I was gonna say I there's gonna be all sorts of things that get announced now, and people aren't gonna be paying attention in summertime, whatever. And like you're like ah, oh, whatever. That's years down the road, and then you're like, oh shit, that's what we have now permanently. It is pretty strong predictability for people who are like, all right, I want a thousand bucks. Um, two years from now, I'll be one thousand one hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty sweet deal. 
It's well, it'll be 1,102. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, like it's... The uh, last thing I want to bring up, which is another... I guess it's a negative thing. I guess it's all the stuff that I click on. But I, the news... I know, your algorithm is... is a negative... <laughs> <laughs> negative news captures more eyes. It just does. That's, yeah, everyone true. knows that. Right. They don't make a so, newscast about all the happy things that happen in the world. They make newscasts yeah. about like stolen cars and shootings and uh, yeah. people being homeless. That's that's literally why everyone's all up in arms. No one's talking about like, check out all these sick new places that people are living in. We have tons of new apartments faster than ever. Yeah. They're always like, look at all the people that have nowhere to live. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell? We just housed 400 people in that new building. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, stats can uh, cast doubt on claims of widespread labor shortage. Analysis finds that there are no labor shortages for jobs that require high levels of education. And this kind of feeds into what we were just saying. What are you going to say? I, I kind of realize, like, I don't disagree with that. Like, I think um, there are a lot of people who are probably actually like, man, I know there are all these jobs around there, but I sort of feel slightly underpaid or underemployed for my degree. Like, you know, you're talking about people in your engineering class. Like, I don't think, you know, you walk out with an engineering degree and it's like, throw your money at me, I'll take any job I want. I don't know that it's quite that robust for that sector. It, yeah, it's, it's, uh, this is, I just want to say this because I feel like we've already talked about this a bunch, but we have a ton of university graduates Mm -hmm. that are not working in jobs that utilize what they know or their skill level or their education nearly enough. Um, And then we have the same problem of having a ton of jobs that are unfilled and it's because they just, can't get people yeah. it's actually another two things i just literally was trying to get a cleaner she said i'm understaffed i can't come out and landscaping company same thing understaffed can't get out and they're yeah. delaying like it doesn't matter what it is anything that's not specifically a bachelor's degree job yeah is just completely toast right now yeah uh, they need to change the immigration rules they need to put it instead of being like oh you can get your pr if you're a doctor like that got to change that but like you said maybe they're trying to they're trying to poach poach the the top human capital to try and, and bolster our country. But I think we've got to also get people to freaking work these jobs. I don't know how we have to make people go back to work like, and, and work some of these jobs, but like people here just don't want to work them. And I don't know. Yeah. We can't force people to, to go to work, but I mean, man, we got to fill those positions. But anyway, <laughs> on that cheery note, um, we'll wrap it up. Uh, sorry, we missed a week there, guys. Um, yeah, I was away. Okay. We were we've kind of slammed. Markets exploded, <sighs> and then honestly, everything that's going on, my head's been in a fog the last few days with this whole situation with the the forest fires. So yeah. hopefully, if you're listening to this, you were safe and sound. I know not all of you were, um, and so sorry to hear that. If you need anything, let us know. Um, yeah. But hopefully, you're over the worst of it, and we can get back to some normalcy. Yes. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Thanks so much for watching the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, press like. Don't forget to subscribe. But also check us out on Instagram and TikTok. You can find all the links below. Thanks again for checking us out. Broke, I had rich habits. Uh. When I was broke, I had rich habits. Uh.